welcome to episode 62 of the Minutes with the Mayor podcast. My name is Derek Montilla, occasionally known as the Mayor of Reseda, California, and I thank you guys so much for joining me for another meeting with a pro wrestling personality. This week, I am thrilled to be joined by the one and only Taylor Hendricks. Uh, you may know her from Ring of Honor. She is currently the MPWL Women's Champion. Uh, you may have seen her all over indie wrestling. She is joining me to talk about being a fan of wrestling, growing up as a fan, and who influenced her to be a part of this crazy business. Uh, she also talks to me about the women's revolution and, and her thoughts on not only the current revolution, but the women from the past and, and how they've influenced her. And we also talk about an event she has coming up uh, that benefits a great cause. So here is my interview with Taylor Hendricks. You, you grew up as a wrestling fan, and is that what made you want to be a part of this whole crazy thing? I mean, was that, was that the biggest influence on you and, and wanting to be in wrestling? Um, for me, I, I feel like it was a, a fast and slow love affair with wrestling. Um, I wasn't allowed to watch it, so I have very fleeting memories of catching different glimpses of wrestling. I had this friend, Amanda, who I'm still in touch with today, so that's really cool. Um, she was allowed to watch wrestling, and she loved it, and we played sports together. So whenever I would go over her house, I would get to sneak and watch wrestling, and it would be like the most exciting part of my, my week or my month or whatever I had going on at that time. And then I had a cousin, John. He <laughs> used to sneak, and I uh, let me watch some wrestling because he's still a huge wrestling fan today as well and watches my career. Um, and then finally, my mom just gave up the fight and was like, you know what? You love wrestling? Fine. Watch wrestling. Um, so and, I just know, immediately fell in love. It's, it's funny you say that because I talk a lot about the way I used to watch it, it, it during a certain period of time. And, you know, it was never really not allowed, but I was like embarrassed about it in a way at one point. Like I didn't want people to know that I was watching it. And it's so weird compared to back then to to what it's become now and the way you know no no one would really feel that way about wrestling now but it was like a time there was a time where it was like you didn't your parents didn't want you watching it and people that you knew would maybe kind of pick on you a little bit if they found out you did and you know it's 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 great that uh it's it's just in that place where it's at now where it's not like that anymore but i totally have memories of it being like that too was your mom super strict about it was that what what the reason was she didn't want you watching it yeah, for her, it was never about, um, you know, me getting beat up in school or people making fun of me or anything like that. My mother just thought that in the 90s, especially the early 90s, she thought it was um, not very appropriate at that time, that kind of content for such a young child, because sure. you have to remember... I was um, I was maybe like three, five, seven, nine years old, and that's very impressionable for a young kid with the Monday Night Wars and you know everything going on. And there was a lot of stuff I missed. You know, I never got to see WCW as a kid or ECW or any of that. I was very sheltered in that regard. I didn't get to watch Tough Enough, um, none of that kind of stuff until later on. So, you know, she had the, the most random rules. I wasn't allowed to watch wrestling. I wasn't allowed to watch Power Rangers. Um, <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, man. Uh, but in many ways, she was really cool, you know. She was like, if, you, if dyeing your hair red is the worst thing you ever do in your life, she's like, then I was a really good mom. 
<laughs> right. So right. it's very interesting. <laughs> no, and it's it, it is. It's weird because I have a seven year old daughter myself, and I don't I I I don't know what's appropriate and what's not. I don't know what sometimes that I do and don't want her to let her to see. You know, and I she she takes wrestling pretty well. Like she's not one of those like she understands it probably because I talk about it way too much. But she doesn't really get too crazy with the wrestling. But every once in a while, she tells me something like, "I'll punch you in the face" just as a joke when we're playing around. And I'm like, or she'll cut a promo on me. I'm like, yeah, you've been paying attention way too much than I thought you were way more than, than I thought you were, you know, but it, it is, it's interesting because wrestling is in one, one case, it's very family friendly. And then in some cases it's absolutely not. Right. And so uh, that's, that's the thing is sometimes you don't know when it, uh, when it is and when it isn't, especially in the nineties, because the nineties things were crazy, especially the late nineties. And then uh, just the way everything went, like you said, with the Monday night wars and everything. So uh, yeah, I, I totally get that. But who, who for you was it? Who was, did, did you have either male, female wrestler who, who just fascinated you when you started watching it? Oh my goodness. I love telling this story, especially because I just saw that this is going to be her last year in wrestling. And I just adore this woman for, for many reasons. Um, so I'm, this story is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, Lisa Marie Varon, when she was mm. playing her role as Victoria, she was feuding with Trish Stratus. And I thought it was one of the most amazing things that I had ever seen. And, you know, people, people talk so much about the women's revolution and women's wrestling, but I feel like we, we as a wrestling industry and a society really don't talk enough about the women who helped pave the way for this to happen. And Lisa Marie Varon and Trish Stratus, especially, I feel like were two uh, very big entities that really helped bring this about. They really fought for every square inch they got in the squared circle. They fought for every minute of TV time, knowing how much that month that actually cost. And, and they found ways to make the most of it and make it seem so real and so passionate. And they were very invested in their characters. And at a young age, I, I very much, I very much picked up on that. And that is what really intrigued me the most is I was always a film fanatic growing up. I loved old Hollywood films and I was very inspired by Betty Davis at a very young age. I loved acting. I loved, um, characters. And what I loved about wrestling was it just felt like the combination of everything that I loved. I loved travel. I loved public speaking, performing in front of crowds, getting portrayed different characters and being very athletic. I was always a varsity athlete. So watching these women, it was like, wow, I found what it is that I want to do. And I have those women to really thank for that. Yeah, you're, you're blowing my mind right now because I couldn't agree with you more about everything you're saying. Like, I think one of the reasons why I take exception to the newer women's revolution and how they talk about it is that exact feeling, is that feeling that Trish Stratus and Lita and, and Lisa Marie, all these, they, 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 to me, I wanted to see their matches. I loved, uh, the Trish Mickey James rivalry and, I, I was such a huge Victoria fan myself. I mean, I, I really was. So I, I know exactly where you're coming from in regards to that. I, I could only I could only imagine someone like yourself being, you know, seeing those women be as, 
as both beautiful and elegant and then also badass as they were like that that was one of the things that changed my perception of women in wrestling um how do you feel about you know the way things have gone now and like the wwe's women's revolution and and everything that they've done with the the all women's pay-per-view and and the may young classic and just what they've done in, in regards to steps moving forward for women's wrestling well, I want to I want to take it back a, a little bit. Um, I don't want to just say that some of these women were the original trailblazers because I feel as though that's not doing them enough justice. Uh, but also, too, I feel like it's not giving enough credit to the people that came even before them because these these were the 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 the, the real true pioneers. They were, these were the women that were fighting to even get one spot on TV. And I'm not talking about managerial spots. I'm talking about actual matches and proving that the women could go and that the women had to pay just as many dues as the men. And some of those women, after I became involved in the wrestling industry, is when I really fell in love with them and, and realized you know, how much they actually had to do to just even get the ball rolling to even have women like Lisa Marie Barron, Lita, Mickey James, and Trish Stratus, because they had their own hurdles to jump because you have to, we, we all have to appreciate and remember the fact that there were different issues going on, not just in society, but in our, in our own industry. So that each group of women had their own struggles and their own hurdles to overcome to just prove what women are capable of in this business. And for me, Women like Sherry Martell and Velvet McIntyre were insanely inspirational to me. I love their feud, uh, their stuff they did with Rock and Robin, and I loved uh, the Glamour Girls and Leilani Kai. I, they all had such unique characteristics. They had unique movesets. When you watch them, it made sense what they did in the ring. It wasn't just someone doing moves for the sake of doing death-defying moves. They, Correct. You looked at them, you watched them perform, and it's like, that makes sense. If you saw that woman on the street, you know that's exactly what she would do to you if you did something untoward, you know? And they, I feel, also paved the way, and the women before them even paved the way. So I feel like we really have to start taking a step back and look at the different levels of this revolution that's been slowly gaining fire and steam throughout the years. And now it is finally exploding on such a, a mainstay platform, which is amazing. And now to go forward with what you were speaking about with, you know, these all women pay-per-views and, and women getting to be the main event again and, and just all the hard work that has gone into that. And whether you're a fan of WWE, whether you're not, whether you're a fan of anywhere that you are a fan of, I feel any fan recognizes the fact that women have come such a long way and there's such a, a strong appreciation for the work ethic involved in that. Uh, you know, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, these Natalia, these are all women that are fighting tooth and nail and they're not just fighting when it's convenient for ratings. They're fighting every single day, whether they are on the road or they get one day off at home. They're constantly on it and staying busy because that's what you have to do to stay in this and to keep gaining ground. And for them to be a part of these all-women pay-per-views is huge. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I feel like it opens a lot more doors for not just my generation, but for the ones coming in. And it really gives uh, more opportunities, which means you're going to get more flavors of ice cream, which means more fans are going to feel satisfied and represented. So it's really an insanely exciting time. It's wicked cool to see and to be a part of. 
I, I want to stand and applaud everything you just freaking said right now. That was amazing. And you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, and I, one thing that you just made me realize is, do you think that the reason why right now the hottest thing going in WWE, arguably, but a lot of people do say this, is that the Becky Lynch, the Charlotte, the, that whole storyline, the Oscar, everything going on, especially with the women's division on SmackDown, do you think that's the reason why it's so good? What you just addressed, which is that they have to essentially fight at all times. It, it kind of reminds me of like WWE versus WCW. People said that that was why the shows were so good was because of that competition, that fighting. And you saying that almost makes me feel like that's a big reason why these women are taking over. Not as just a, a, a an interesting story, but they're like the they're the hottest thing you know, even in WWE right now. And, and that's pretty impressive, all things considered, because it, it, it's not often that we say that about a, a women's, you know, rivalry, promo, art, you know, whatever. I mean, even even the involvement of Ronda feels like it's just a, 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 a lot of focus on that right now. And, and from the fans, the fans want to see it. I personally feel like it's an amazing time to be a fan because no matter what your tastes are, there is something to keep you emotionally invested in what's going on. And I feel like that's what's drawing the numbers. That's what's bringing the money in. And and, and drawing that emotional connection to the fans is, to me, what's so important. Because if you lose the fans, then what do you have? You don't have a business. You don't have anything. Right. Uh, That being said, you can't always pander to every little thing. Um, every want, every whim, but there's these women who really perfect and hone their craft. You know, you can't help but respect someone like Ronda Rousey because she proved in not just one sport, but in my honest opinion, and you can agree or disagree, I feel like this is her third sport. You know, she, the Olympics, the, the UFC, and now pro wrestling. I mean, yeah. she is just... She is a dynamo, in my opinion, and you can't help but respect that because that's not easy. That's all sacrifice, all hard work. You don't get to that level by being lazy or taking shortcuts. There's, there's no room for shortcuts in that kind of game. And people like, like, like Natalia and Becky Lynch and Charlotte and Oscar, I can't get enough of it. These women are just amazing. And they're finally getting a chance to show what women can really do. And as a woman, I can't help but respect that. But also growing up as a fan, it makes me love it that much more. Yep. And as an artistic perspective, I love the character development. I love these intense storylines because that's what made me personally fall in love with it to begin with. Cause it made it not just, you know, four way stretch spandex flying around in a ring. It, it made a reason for it It made a rhyme, a reason, excitement, thrill, anger, all these emotions that draw money. Cause at the end of the day, people, people want that. And these women are doing it and that's why they're getting what they've got now. And they know that they can't sacrifice that because if they do and they mess it up, they're not just messing it up for themselves. They're messing it up for everyone that comes after them as well, which is a lot of responsibility. But they're delivering every single time. And that's, that's, that's great. There's so much to learn from that, that ethic. Yeah, it's 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 impressive, and and you're absolutely right. I think that's the big thing is they're given the opportunities and and they're delivering, uh, and the fan the fan support behind the women is fantastic. That's one thing I do love. We have fan support for women's wrestling blossoming all across the board, indie wrestling, all of that, and we even have fan support kind of pressuring New Japan to kind of change its ways because New Japan has this kind of separate but equal 
kind of way of being with women when it comes to like wrestling and all of that. A lot of people say it's due to, you know, Japanese culture and, and all of that. And it's, it's interesting to see to me, the fans wanting women to be involved with all of the shows so much that they're even, you know, putting pressure on a new Japan to, to include women and to have women be part of the show. Uh, do you, do you think that's going too far or do you think that that's part of kind of pushing and making women's wrestling equal? I'm excited to see what happens in not just New Japan, but Japan as a whole. Um, I think Japan is such an exciting place simply because, in my opinion, they have such a high respect for the wrestling industry. And they have an impeccable reputation for producing these super athletes who just know wrestling inside and out. They are true professionals, and their women's wrestling is no different. Those women cut their teeth in this business. They, they, they go through the grind every single day, hours on end, so they are to be respected. And I feel that they, they really make us from other countries that much better when we've gone there and immerse ourselves in their, their work ethics and their way of wrestling and training. And then we end up coming back better than when we arrived. And to me, that speaks for itself. So I'm very excited to see um, everything that's going to develop within New Japan as well as Japan as a whole. I, I hold them in really high esteem. What, you've, you've wrestled in Japan. What, what are your thoughts overall of, of wrestling there? I have not yet wrestled You've in never Japan, wrestled in Japan? Oh, okay. I, I, I apologize. I thought you have, definitely. Because I, I, I feel like Japan's women promotions, female promotions, they, they, they do such a good job, too, of highlighting women from, from outside of Japan as well. And I think that's one thing that's really cool. I feel like what they've done over there, you know, with some of their promotions really has pushed the women's wrestling envelope. It's made people respect it in a different way. But uh, on the other hand, it's, it, it does seem weird sometimes that they have to have like separate shows. And again, I get cultural stuff. I'm, I, I do my best to try to be respectful of that and try not too hard to push, you know, our views on other cultures. But I also feel like that's how things change for a positive. You know, what we saw with the Saudi show and, and other things like that, you know, it, it does sometimes feel like some of this stuff is just kind of archaic uh, but it also feels like me personally, I don't I don't know where we draw the line as far as pressuring other cultures to change, you know, a lot about their history and, and the way they felt for hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, but, yeah, Japanese fans have a different level of respect for wrestling. And it, it, it's 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 like you said earlier, it's an amazing time to be a fan, no matter what your personal preference is in wrestling. Exactly. Um, now, I on the flip side of the respectful side of the of the side of of women that are doing amazing things, um, we have this situation that's brought a lot of attention uh, or, or gained a lot of attention with the Priscilla Kelly uh, video, the the match where she pulled a tampon out of herself allegedly or in the match and and put it into a a woman's mouth and it's become like a viral thing and it's become a really interesting discussion. That split. I mean, uh, it's it, to me. It's it, there's definitely a lot of things in wrestling that cross a line. So this this is this ranks right up there. But it's not the first time any of us have seen anything that crosses the line. But what do you, what are your thoughts on something like this? Um, to be quite honest with you, I am not a hundred percent familiar with the thought. I haven't actually seen it. 
Well, basically what I, I would just say about that is um, that for me, I'm a, I appreciate Priscilla Kelly for the simple reason she is a character and she backs it up in the ring. She, no matter what card you put her on, she stands out in an amazing way and she draws attention. She is a person that people want to pay their hard-earned money to go see. And let's be honest, paying your hard-earned money these days isn't easy for most people, whether in wrestling or that you're a fan. It doesn't matter where you are or where you're from. Money is tight for a lot of people. Right. And for me, Priscilla Kelly has worked so hard to set herself apart, to come up with her own unique character her unique movesets and kind of evolve herself over the last couple of years. And she works darn hard. So I, I support her. Um, and, you know, I just feel like that's the way it should be, you know, support. Um, I just, I, I hold her, I, I respect her. So that's all I really have to say about that. Yeah, no, I totally understand. And my, my thought overall with the whole thing, I, uh, I think, especially in independent wrestling, if you can get people to know who you are, and to, to get people talking about you, I think it's a good thing. And I think that it's uh, no worse than a lot of things that we've seen out there in wrestling. And, and that's my personal feeling on it, too, is, is it definitely becomes a, um, you know, a, a, a situation where it's, it's okay for guys to do certain things and, and women can't, even though women's wrestling is uh, just as much fun and it's just as much of a variety show as anything men are doing. And that's really what it comes down to for me is, is, is wrestling is all about all the differences and seeing things you've never seen before. Right. Um, and it's, 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 if you can get people talking about you, I think it's a good thing. I guess just for me at the end of the day, um, everyone's entitled to their opinion and you're not really going to sway someone's opinion one way or the other, unless they want to be swayed. So yeah, I'm not going to judge their opinion, you know, I, yeah. And that's that, really. It's not my responsibility or my place to tell people what to think. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Now, the the other big news this week has been the All Elite Wrestling promotion launching. They had their uh, big kickoff in Jacksonville and their press conference, and they made a lot of announcements. They made a lot of really positive uh, promises about pro wrestling. Uh, being in the industry, how how, how much does it... it impact you and how much does it just give you hope in general uh just to hear them say the things they say about taking care of wrestlers and and uh just opening up that kind of uh you know possibility and and opportunity for for all wrestlers and independent wrestling to have another another big promotion like that potentially to to be exist in existence I think it goes back to what we were speaking on earlier, how it's such an amazing time to be a fan of pro wrestling, but to take that one step further and, and to say that it's actually an amazing time to be uh, a professional in this industry because with um, AEW popping up and with them going so hard and working so hard to create their own company and their own way of going about things in this industry, it's creating so many new opportunities for other people that may or may not have, you know, been able to get certain opportunities or they may have found opportunities, but they weren't the right ones for them. So it's, it's really exciting to see uh, everything that's going to unfold for this new company and to see uh, what stars they're going to continue to bring in and see their, their big shows and how everything is going to unfold for them. I think the fans are going to be along for an insane ride and it's going to be wicked cool to see. 
Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I And I'm excited to see how it plays out. That's one thing is uh, there's been a lot of talk about it, you know, eventually becoming, uh, you know, as big as WCW was potentially one day. And even though that remains to be seen, it's exciting to know that that kind of promotion could exist again. And, you know, just again, for, for wrestling fans as a whole, for me as a wrestling fan, I think that's exciting. I think it's exciting to think about them um, not only giving opportunities to to people that that deserve the opportunities, but also to push, you know, each other, kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Uh, just just that that opportunity to have somebody uh, push WWE, push wrestlers, and and you know get the best out of everybody as far as uh, entertaining the fans and and putting on a tremendous show. And you have amazed me, by the way, with with the amount of wrestling uh, that and, and like I I totally get it with you know your love of, of old films and everything and your appreciation for the business, but I I really appreciate the fact that you yourself are such a wrestling fan when it comes to this business. Thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not. I mean, you'd be surprised how often sometimes I talk to people and. And I mean, you can just tell the difference. And I think that uh, it really translates over as a performer when when you love the business and you're a fan of it. I think that, you know, a lot of the things that you addressed, especially about performances and stuff are lost. You know, there's there's so much there's so many good matches and and so much athleticism being displayed. But I, I do feel at times like, you know, the 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 performance part of it, the acting part, the being a character part is, is somewhat lost. And, and I'm glad to see it, it coming back. And, and I tell you, I saw your debut against Brittany wonder in uh, NPWL, which is the uh, national pro wrestling league. Uh, and you killed it in that. And I, I really dig your character and, and kind of how it's evolved, you know, through the ring of honor days and, and everything that, and everywhere you've gone, the way that your character has evolved, it, it seems like you have, uh, such a good grasp on, on, uh, a very evil character. <laughs> <laughs> what a nice way to put that. Thank you so much. I... <laughs> I love what I do, and I like involving my fans into loving what I do as much as I do, because if I didn't have my fan base, I would have nothing. And for me, what was very important is I sat down when I was 13 years old, and I was like, okay, Taylor, what is it that you want for your life? You know, you only have a set amount of time. And I was 13, so I feel like it was <laughs> kind of prophetic and profound at that point in time. <laughs> like I a really middle-aged chat down. almost. It's like, you're <laughs> like, look, man, I got to figure this out now because I only have so much time left at 13. That's good. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, growing up, I I didn't have um, the easiest uh, time growing up, but I had a lot of amazing memories at the same time. So it's very interesting looking back the things that you appreciate when you don't have a whole lot and it makes you appreciate everything that you do have. And it kind of, it gives you a very different perspective that you carry with you throughout the rest of your life. And for me, when I was 13 years old, I was starting to pick up on things. People don't realize, um, for example, and I'll come back so it doesn't seem so um, unorganized because it, it all plays out in the end, I swear. <laughs> um, I was a teacher in my wrestling career as well. I taught public speaking to young kids because I felt it was important for them to gain confidence with, with speaking in public, speaking in front of people, and carrying that confidence for whether it be um, in-class reports or drama club or job interviews when they get older. Whatever the case may have been, I taught public speaking and I taught creative writing to fifth and sixth graders. And then I was also a preschool teacher and I worked in an after-school program for the YMCA. 
And I, I just always noticed and understood that there are certain things that you carry with you and certain things that really impact your life for better or for worse. So it's better to get those down when you're younger because people don't realize how much children are sponges. They're picking up on so much that they don't have the mental capacity yet to realize what it is they're picking up on, but they, they know that they're picking up on something. So for me at 13, I was finally understanding all the things I had picked up on when I was a younger child. And so I sat myself down and I was like, okay, my mother went through this. This is how she overcame it. What do I want? How do I want to overcome things? What is the type of person I want to be when I get older? Because I picked up on this, 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 and this. My mother didn't have access to uh, the help she needed or the tools necessary to learn what it was she needed or wanted. And she wasn't dealt the best hand, but she made the best of it. And now she's the woman she is today. So I was very inspired by that. So I sat down and I was like, okay, I want to go to college. I want to work with kids. I want to be an actress. I want to be an athlete. I want to be a professional wrestler. And I want to write books. And I want to travel the world. And I want to do this, 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 and this. And these are all the ways in which I think I can accomplish these things. And these are all the things I'm not willing to sacrifice about myself in order to get what I want. And that was a really big thing. And I've pretty much stuck to that my entire life. And that has really had a major impact on how I approach my fans how I want my fans to experience what I do both in and outside of the ring and how I want to include them in this overall Hendrix journey. And that's really how I've approached my wrestling style, my merchandise, and just my overall experience in and outside of the business. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. And it's a, it's, it's very different, I think, from a lot of wrestlers. I think a lot of wrestlers, you hear their story, and it's much much more disorganized than that. Um, and it's very cool because I do think that wrestling is all of those things. It's kind of like uh, the reason why I've described to people who aren't wrestling fans why I love it so much. You know, it's it's a live show. It's it's athletic. It's funny. It's ridiculous at times. I mean, there's it's it's got all the especially when you're talking about like WWE. It's got all the the potential flaws of a Saturday Night Live episode when things start going bad on live TV. It's got all of that. You know, there's just things about wrestling that's exciting, and there's nothing like it. Uh, and I I think that it's a fascinating journey. I've always I was always a big fan of like stage shows and and such. And I always saw wrestling as being you know like that. Uh, I always saw it as being a stage show with combine com- combined with like a, a stunt show or something just way over the top where people were taking unnecessary risks, but they were, you know, calculated risks, uh, still though, you know, it's, it's, it's a risky business and it's, it, it has that level of excitement and all of that. When you're a wrestling fan, I think that to grow up and to want to be that is something that a lot of people want, but to organize it that way and to want to follow through and, and, you know, you, you do, you have a great presence with your fans. You're a very recognizable person. And I, I think you do a great job as both a character and a wrestler. So I, I, I adore you. I think you're the best and I, I wish you nothing but the best for the future. Um, and, and you are the NPWL champion and you are defending your belt coming up here soon. I am. I am. Yes, I am wicked stoked about it. I am going to be in this intense battle with an up and coming woman from the East Coast named Casey Catal. I am so amazed and blown away by this woman. She is, I feel she's a great representation of what the next generation 
is going to be like. She she doesn't pull punches. She is who she is, like it or not, take it or leave it. And she's just really this this badass East Coast chick. And I, I cannot wait for us to collide in the ring with our different styles. And to touch on something that you were saying about, you know, calculated risk. For me, that's what makes working with National Pro Wrestling League so wonderful. It, it just makes it feel like home because it's not just wrestling. It's characters wrestling for a cause. And to be able to say that you're putting your body on the line for a reason and not just for some death-defying move for, you know, whatever. No, you're doing this to help feed families. And that's something that is very near and dear to my heart. And it's really cool to be able to say that wrestling last year with Katarina, forcing myself to arrive at another level in the ring and out of the ring and really pushing myself to be better and better and better going through all of that with MPWL and, and wrestling with Katarina, we were able to raise over 5,000 meals to feed families in the United States. That's amazing. And it is. And that's such a great and exciting feeling. And I, I hope people can hear that in my voice because it, I'm just so passionate about it. To be able to fix your own backyard is amazing because I do feel that people are correct when they say it takes a village to raise a child. And how can you raise a child if you're struggling just to eat, to survive. And I feel it's 2019. No one should be going hungry. Ugh. No one should be homeless. People should have the basic necessities and be able to enjoy being alive. You know, have a roof over your head, clothes on your back, feet on your shoes, support system. And growing up, I know we didn't always have all of those things. My mother always made sure I had something to eat one way or another. You know, she worked her butt off to get off of welfare, to find a great job and to just be the woman that she wanted me to be someday. And I want to pay that forward. So every time I set foot in the ring with NPWL, I know that I'm providing meals to people who need it. And Casey Catal and I are prepared to go to war against each other to provide as many meals as possible in the United States. That's awesome. That's absolutely awesome. And you can get those tickets at npwleague.com backslash tickets. They're available now. The show is on April 20th, and it is in yeah. Santa Rosa, California at the Santa Rosa Vets Hall. Uh, yeah, and, and it goes to help fight hunger. So buy a ticket and feed a family. Uh, VIP ringside tickets start at 35 bucks, and you can get rows three through five for 20 bucks. So it's it's not an ex- it's not a big cost. There's some great wrestlers on the card more importantly you'll see taylor on the card you'll see her defending her championship and it's an absolute fantastic cause check them out you can follow npwl on twitter at npw league uh and there's more information available there as well if if you're interested uh but yeah just just a really great way to not only put on a great show but to also just benefit the community and, and help out people that need to be helped i couldn't agree with you more i hate with how much food we waste, uh, how there are people that are still hungry in this country, it drives me insane. But it's really cool that you guys are doing something uh, to help out. You know, uh, I think there's been a lot of wrestling shows that have kind of been socially conscious, and I think that's a, a big part of it. A lot of the wrestling community do want to help, and and I think if you can, some of the proceeds can go to anything like this. It's it's pretty amazing. Um, and where can everybody get you aside from that on Twitter and elsewhere? Um, you can find me on Instagram as well at, at Taylor Hendricks, ROH, and as well as on Twitter at Taylor underscore Hendricks. Um, and I really just want to stress that even if you can't make it 
to MPWL versus Lucha Patron in Santa Rosa, California on April 20th, you can still buy a ticket and that will feed at least 10 families in need with just that one ticket purchase, even if you can't make it. And what's great about MPWL is they will donate your ticket or ticket purchases to local children, whether it's the Boys and Girls Club, YMCA, uh, what have you. They will actually physically go out and donate these tickets for children to have a memorable experience. So I just feel like that was really important to say because some people want to find a way to help out, but they don't necessarily know. So that's yeah. a really cool way. No, that's that, – I mean, it's a cool way not only to help out as far as, as feeding families, but also you get to give an opportunity to, for a kid to come see wrestling. That's the best. Kids love wrestling. They love – especially Lucha. Oh, man, people in masks. Kids love that. So help out if you can. Uh, they're 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 awesome all right well thank you so much taylor for joining me you guys can get me on twitter at cap underscore caveman with a k but of course all roads lead to at the steel cage please feel free to send me an email for any guest ideas you have any topics you want us to discuss send it to derek at the steel cage.com uh, and please check out our store it's the steel cage shop.com uh, you can get all of our t-shirts there and of course our t-shirts are the king of soft style um, go buy taylor's shirts too because She's awesome, and you should. Uh, and also help out with this with this uh, show. It would be a big help to the community, and not only that, but if you can't make it, your ticket gets to you know help a kid see wrestling. So uh, thank you again so much, Taylor, for joining me. I appreciate it. You were absolutely outstanding, and I look forward to seeing you do big things in the future. Uh, I, I mean that. So uh, on behalf of Taylor, you guys, thank you so much for joining me on episode 62 of Minutes with the Mayor, and this week's meeting is adjourned.